G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. What does it mean to wrestle with God? It means when God says, I want you to do this, and you say, no way. Why don't you pray for this person? Why don't you apologize to your husband or your wife? Why don't you open up the Bible? No, I don't want to do it. That's wrestling with God. Sounds uncomfortably familiar to some of us. Coming up today on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie brings us important counsel. If you surrender to God, you will discover this simple truth. God's plan for you is better than your plan for yourself. This is the day when the lost are found. make the assumption that Jesus was behind the scenes in the heavenlies right up until the moment he made his first appearance in the stable in Bethlehem. Some would even say that the sun didn't even exist up until that moment. Well, today on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie sets the record straight. We'll see how the sun is co-eternal with the Father and even makes several appearances in Scripture before that first Christmas. We'll see for ourselves. Revealing insight is coming our way today. Turning your Bible to Genesis chapter 22. Genesis 22, and the title of my message is Christmas BC. So the real Christmas story does not begin in Bethlehem or even on planet Earth. It begins in heaven where it was determined that Jesus Christ would come to our planet because Jesus has always been there and he will always be there. As the Bible says, he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So was there a Christ before Christmas? Was there a Jesus or was Jesus there before Bethlehem? The answer is yes. So the Christmas story is not just telling us about an arrival as in a birth. It's also the story of a departure. Back to Isaiah 9-6, unto us a child is born. That's the arrival. But then it goes on to say, unto us a son is given. That's a departure from heaven. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father. That reminds us of his deity as he came to our planet. But there are pre-incarnate appearances of Jesus in the Old Testament. Theologians call these appearances a Christophany, which are appearances of Christ before Bethlehem. So let's talk about three Christophanies, okay? The first one is in Genesis 22. Appearances of Jesus in the Old Testament. The first, I believe, is in the story of Abraham and Isaac and Mount Moriah. So one day God asked the incomprehensible. He said to Abraham, take your son and offer him as a sacrifice. Genesis 22, one, he tested Abraham's faith and obedience. Abraham, God says, Abraham says, yes, Lord, here I am. God says, take your son, your only son, yes, Isaac, 
whom you love so much and go to the land of Moriah and sacrifice him there as a burnt offering. And as a knife is ready to come down, the angel of the Lord shouts to him, Genesis 22, 11. Abraham, Abraham, he says, yes, I'm listening. The Lord says, lay down the knife. Don't hurt the boy in any way. For I know you truly fear God and you have not withheld your beloved son from me. Okay, so here's the Christophany, ready? It was not just an angel of the Lord. This angel is identified as the angel of the Lord. The angel says, you have not withheld your beloved son from me. But who gave Abraham the order to do this? God. So I believe this was not an angel. I believe this was Christ himself, a Christophany. An Old Testament appearance of Jesus right there in this amazing moment. And this reminds us that God is with us in our times of testing. Am I talking to somebody right now who's going through a time of great testing? A time of difficulty and hardship. Here's what the Lord says to you in Isaiah 43, 2. When you go through deep waters, I'll be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. Are you going through a time of trial like that right now? I'm reminded of the words of David in Psalm 23. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why, David? Because you are with me. Okay, another Christophany is the wrestling match between Jacob and the angel. You know the story. Jacob was overwhelmed and discouraged. He was reaping the consequences of his sins. The weight of the world was on his shoulders. And, uh, and we read in Genesis 32, Jacob was all alone in the camp and a man comes to him and wrestles with him until the dawn began to break. When the man saw he could not win the match, he touched Jacob's hip and wrenched it out of its socket. And the man said, let me go, the dawn is breaking. And Jacob said, I won't let you go until you bless me. And then he asked, what is your name? And he says, Jacob. Your name will no longer be called Jacob, he said. Now you'll be called Israel. And then after that, Jacob says, I have seen God face to face. Why did he say that? Because he had seen God face to face. Jacob was literally wrestling with God. And guess what? We wrestle with God all the time. What does it mean to wrestle with God? It means when God says, I want you to do this, and you say, no way. <laughs> the Lord nudges you. Why don't you go over there and Share your faith with that person. I don't want to do it. Why don't you pray for this person? Why don't you apologize to your husband or your wife? Why don't you open up the Bible? No, I don't want to do it. That's wrestling with God. Or the Lord reveals His will to you and you refuse to do His will. That too is wrestling with God. Maybe you feel like you're carrying the weight of the world on your shoulders. Maybe you're trying to resolve problems that you've created. It's time to surrender to God. You're listening to A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie. We're talking about wrestling with God as a part of Pastor Greg's message called Christmas BC. Let's continue. Jonathan Rumi, we all know him. He was a struggling actor, didn't have much going his way. He had no parts or money. He had $20 to his name. And Jonathan says he got down on his knees and he surrendered his life to God. And he says, I went home and I opened up my mailbox 
and there was an envelope and I opened it and there was a check that I didn't, I don't know why it was there, where it came from, or even what it was for. Then I saw a second envelope. I opened that one. There was even a larger check. Then I opened a third envelope and there was even a larger check. And then a couple weeks later after that, uh, Dallas Jenkins calls him up and says, hey, you ready to put the sandals back on? So basically Jonathan had played Jesus in a little church movie that Dallas had made. And Dallas said, I have this idea for a series that we'll put on television called The Chosen. Would you like to play the role of Jesus? Jonathan was like, yes please, I would. And uh, now after that's happened, some 400 million people have seen The Chosen. So why do I bring this up? Am I saying if you surrender to God, you'll be in a TV program that will be seen by 400 million people? No. Here's what I'm saying. If you surrender to God, you will discover this simple truth. God's plan for you is better than your plan for yourself. Right? It's better. Sometimes it doesn't seem like it, does it? But ultimately, it is. Uh, a while ago, we went into a toy store, Jonathan and I, and, and his son, my grandson, Christopher. And Christopher wanted this little Star Wars figure that was in a Lego box. So I asked the man who was running the store, do you have this figure? He says, yes, we have it in two Lego boxes. We have a little one here, just the figure. Or you can get this big set with the spacecraft and the figure. So I walked over to Christopher and I said, you want this little figure? Yeah, Papa, I do. Okay, I'll give you a choice. You can get him in the little box or you can get him in the big box. Which one do you want? He looks at both and he said, I'll take the little box. Really? Why? Well, I don't want you to have to spend that money on me. So guess what happened? I got them both boxes. <laughs> why? Because I'm just a typical grandparent, that's why. It's not hard for me to do something like that for my grandson, but my point is he made the right choice and I wanted to bless him and reward him. Can't you see that God wants to do that for you? Stop fighting with God. Stop wrestling with God. And I love how this starts out. First Jacob's fighting with God and at the end he's just hanging on. The Lord says, hey man, I gotta go. Oh, I'm not gonna let you go until you bless me. And he gets a new name. He goes from Jacob to Israel. Jacob goes from cunning to clinging, from fighting to surrendering, from wrestling to nestling. He got it and he surrendered to the Lord. One more Christophany. The story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace. So here's three godly young Jewish men. They along with the other Jews were taken captive by the Babylonians. Because they kept turning to false gods, God warned them and warned them again and again and still they turned to these idols. So the Lord said, you want idols? I'm gonna send you to Idol Central. You'll have more idols than you can shake a stick at. And they were taken off to Babylon. But Nebuchadnezzar saw something special in these three young men. Now these are not their Jewish names. These are the names he gave to them. And we know them best by these names. Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, and Daniel. He says, I want you in my court. I'm gonna enroll you in the University of Babylon. I'm gonna school you in the ways of our kingdom and you'll have influence and power in my palace, pretty sweet deal. They played their cards right, 
They could have lived a very comfortable and luxurious life. But then the king erected a giant image covered in gold and commanded that everyone in the kingdom bow before the image. So the band cranked up the Babylonian idol theme song. Everyone laid down before that image except these three Hebrew boys. They would not bow. They were wearing black leather motorcycle jackets. <laughs> they had sunglasses. They had their wallet on a chain, right? Because if you ride a motorcycle, you have to have your wallet on a chain connected to your belt. That's mandatory. So no, they weren't dressed that way, but they're like, we're not bowing. King says, they just misunderstood. Bring them in here. Now come, guys. Just bow, and everything will be cool. Uh, no, king, we're not going to bow before you or your image. And he was so angry, he decided to throw them into the fiery furnace, and he even heated it up seven times hotter. It was so hot, in fact, that the men who were throwing Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego into the furnace died from the heat. And into the furnace they tumbled three young men. And that's where our story opens, Daniel 3, 23. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego securely tied fell into the roaring flames. And suddenly as he was watching, Nebuchadnezzar jumped up in amazement and exclaimed to his advisors, hold on, didn't we throw three men into the furnace? Yes, your majesty, that's what we did. Look, Nebuchadnezzar said, I see four men unbound, walking around on the fire. They're not even hurt by the flames and the fourth looks like the Son of God. That's a Christophany, people. <laughs> Who was walking around with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Jesus. Hey guys, need some sunscreen? How's it going? <laughs> nice down here, isn't it? He couldn't believe it. And Jesus is walking with you through your fiery trials as well. He says, I will never leave you or forsake you. And a better translation of that would be Jesus speaking, I will never, no never, leave you or forsake you. So Jesus came to Abraham, Jacob, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in pre-incarnate appearances. But then one day, he came to our world in that little manger in Bethlehem and went to the cross ultimately for our sins and rose again from the dead. So Jesus has always been there. He'll always be here. And he'll be with you in the future. You know, I think back on my own childhood, before I was a believer. Uh, Jesus was with me BC as well. I had not yet asked him into my life. I knew very little about him. But I always believed he was out there somewhere. And because of my crazy, tumultuous childhood with my mom being married and divorced seven times with a bunch of boyfriends in between, we were constantly pulling up roots, moved from this city to that city, from this state to that state. So I never was able to build lasting friendships. I was always the new kid in class, new kid, right? And when I was a really little boy <laughs> living with my grandparents, Sometimes I'd pull the covers over my head and I invented a ma an imaginary character. His name was Mr. Nobody. I didn't know who he was, Mr. Nobody. And I would talk to Mr. Nobody. And then one day at the age of 17, I heard the gospel and I realized Mr. Nobody had a name. It was Jesus. I just didn't know yet. I just didn't know yet. I knew as much as I knew as a little kid. 
trying to figure out life. And there he was, and there he is for you. Hope has a name. His name is Jesus. He's come to us. That's the message of Christmas. Emmanuel, which means God is with us. Sometimes we forget about him, but he never forgets about us. And you know, the Christmas season is hard for a lot of people. There's a lot of people who are really sad right now. They're, they're dealing with problems. Maybe they don't have a family. Maybe they've had some trauma in their life. Maybe Christmas is a reminder of someone that was with them last year and is not with them this year. But there's a lot of emotion wrapped up in this season. And while some are having a great old time, it's a most wonderful time, you know, all that. They're like, man, it's the most miserable time of the year for me. But here's the real message of Christmas. Jesus was not born so we could go shopping. <laughs> Jesus was not born so we could put up Christmas trees and have festive parties. Something wrong with those things in and of themselves. He entered our world so we'll know the simple fact we're not alone and he wants to come into our life. So I wanna close my message today and simply say that he can come into your life right now. He stands at the door of your life and he knocks. And he says, if you'll hear his voice and open the door, he'll come in. Jesus Christ can forgive you of all of your sins and give you the purpose and meaning in life you've been looking for. Let's all bow our heads. Father, speak to those here that do not yet know you. Help them realize you sent your son Jesus for them to be born in the manger, to die on the cross, to rise again from the dead, and they can enter into this whole new life with Him. Help them to come to you, we pray. Amen. An important prayer from Pastor Greg Laurie today on A New Beginning. And if you need to make a change in your relationship with the Lord, well, there's no better time than the Christmas season to do that. And Pastor Greg will help you do that right now. The Bible says whoever will call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. So I want to lead you in a prayer where you will be doing just that, calling on the name of the Lord. So listen, if you want your sin forgiven, if you want to know that when you die, you will go to heaven, if you want Jesus Christ to come into your life and take away your guilt and your shame, then just stop what you're doing and pray this prayer with me right now. Pray this after me if you would. Lord Jesus, I know that I am a sinner. I have broken your commandments. I have fallen short of your standards. But 2,000 years ago, you died on that cross for me. Then you rose again from the dead. So Jesus, come into my life and be my Savior, and my Lord, and my God, and my friend. I choose to follow you from this moment forward. Thank you for calling me, and accepting me, and forgiving me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. And if you've just prayed that prayer with Pastor Greg, and you've meant those words sincerely, well, firstly, let us welcome you into the family of God. And then we want to help you get started in your new life of faith. We'd like to send you some resource materials to help you in your new journey. Just ask for a New Believers Growth Pack when you call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. And the team would love to pray with you too. 
Call 1-800-772-936 today. Next time on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg brings us some surprising insight into the earthly genealogy of Jesus. The message title says it all, A Twisted Family Tree. Today's message from Pastor Greg Laurie was called Christmas BC. If you'd like to listen again, just download the free Vision Christian Media app where it's available as a podcast, along with more inspiring Christian content. Just search your app store for Vision Christian Media. Station sponsor. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.